Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. <laughs> I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them. I don't feel secure. And honestly, I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive. So really, really recommend it. Love it. And I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening, Fiona, because I love their collection. So if you use the code LOVEBITES20, it's applicable on full price items only. This can be used online and in store. So there's two stores in Dubai, one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach. They also ship globally. If you're buying from outside of Dubai, then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture. Which is brilliant news. Thank you so much, El Couture. This is a Podcast Now production. Welcome to Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. On today's bonus episode, I will be talking to a man. I would, on a previous episode in season one, I spent an entire 45 minutes gushing about what a great day I had. You asked me to perhaps speak to past dates, which I thought was a bit of an impossible task, but luckily this man in question has agreed. So he is the man we all call Fantastic Mr. Silver Fox. Welcome! (laughs) I mean, right right off the bat, that is the single best nickname I've ever had. So thank you. Well, do you know, we called you, well, we, well, you already know that girls talk about things. (laughs) Before we even went on a date, your name was this I do you know what I've never called you by your okay Good. well that that uh, keeps my uh, my personality confidential which is uh, exactly. rather handy but do you and like we as girls we I don't think actually anyone that I've ever dated yeah. apart from if they've become like a boyfriend has ever been called by their normal name they're always yeah. like yeah, I'm not sure we men. I'm not sure we men do quite the same. I, I think the difference is I, I don't think we men objectify women in the same way that you objectify us. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm more than my hair colour fee. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think I've uh, refer. I don't think I've sort of given somebody a nickname before before the date. But, uh, women, women I've dated have have sort of earned nicknames, I would say, or okay. or requested nicknames. But um, but no, but look, okay. I, I love it. I, I'm, okay, I'm, good. I'm I'm good. I'm so obviously we're gonna to have to start off with explaining to people how we know each other because yeah. I feel like I just wanna summarize because I think we went out on our date in April. Oh my God. Wow. Which was a long time ago. So now it's yeah. what? September. So it was quite a long time ago. So just to summarize for everyone. Yeah. A little dalliance. So yeah. <laughs> So we matched on Hinge. We did. We went on a date. We had a lovely date. Went and had some dinner, which is great. We had. I remember it being so cold. Um, <laughs> really cold. You were wearing so like forty-six cold. layers. Um, we had a really great time. We said we would go on a second date, and then don't really know what happened. We'll come to that. 
And then we basically didn't go on a date. And then, but nothing bad. Don't think badly of you. But what I want to know, firstly, actually, this is so I asked maybe like one or two of our listeners. Um, I brought them in on what I was going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And I asked them what questions did they want to ask you? Oh, wow. <laughs> and I so just to also caveat I did share some questions with you that we were going to talk about like topics but I haven't shared these questions with you oh wow blindsided awesome yeah. so obviously the first question is yeah. maybe also for my own agenda what was I like to go on a date with um genuinely hand on heart you were you were a very good date um I think the conversation flowed throughout which was lovely um I think we got on really really well I think we had a really it was really fun um, there was never any sort of um, awkward, stilted pauses. Uh, I've, I've, ne- I've never been on a date with somebody who is quite so sort of um, frank and open about some of the some of the sort of things girls talk about. Which is a as a man was fascinating, and I'm sure part of the reason why your podcast is so successful because um, you know it's quite fun to lift the veil. Um, it was really fun. I thought you were I thought you were attractive. I thought you were you were clearly very bright. Um, yeah, I had a really good time. It was, really, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a good date. Well, please compliment me more. Um, <laughs> so, so one question um, that someone asked, and actually probably I'd quite like to know, yeah. was that we went on this really great date. We said we were going to go do it again. Yeah. And then this is how I saw it as kind of yeah. the, the next steps. I felt that you pulled away a little bit. So this was so this was how long ago? A couple of months ago. So maybe if that happened now, because I've like spoken to people about how I react and what whatever, I would have noticed and maybe reacted in myself a little differently. Because I worked out that I have I really like, don't I really don't think you you put a foot wrong if I'm being totally honest. I mean uh I didn't mind but I you wouldn't have known though, because you wouldn't have known this because oh, yeah. it was all over text. So the tone couldn't have you couldn't have sensed the tone but for me like I've got a really bad anxious attachment style which means that I'm constantly um on high alert and this is maybe something that's developed over time and I don't know what so it means that I constantly am on high alert that someone's going to leave so that means that if someone and people who've got anxious attachment styles can sense so quickly if someone has pulled away or is becoming less interested. Uh And sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not in our minds. So I felt you pull away and I basically was like, alarm bells were going and I was like, oh my God, I don't understand because for me, we'd had this amazing day and I couldn't understand why you had. So what I want to know from you, and this is so funny because it's like, how many, this has happened quite a lot of times. It's obviously, so in life. No one ever gets to like, ask these questions. It's, 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 it's so, questions. No, I agree. Like this is, it, it's really fun. Okay. So, I mean, there, there were, there, so there's, I think there's a couple of reasons why I sort of um, uh, pulled away. Uh, I want to caveat it with, you know, how people say like the, it's not you, it's me. And it's just such a, fuck, yeah. it's such an awful shitty cliche that it instantly smells of bullshit. And nine times out of 10, it probably is bullshit. Um, but I think if, if I'm sort of doing, I, I've been thinking since you invited me to be on this podcast and I sort of thought there was a chance that the, the question might come up and I thought it would be a great question to come up. Um, I think there's two, there's two reasons that I can identify. One sort of um, 
broader situation and then the other is sort of more specifically me so i think look we just we're, everyone just came out of a lockdown I, I hadn't dated at that stage anyone in basically a year uh, everyone's a bit sort of just like generally on edge and sort of slightly more anxious than they would be normally so i think part of the sort of the uh putting up barriers or or, or slipping into your suit of armor uh was just sort of the situation but also the, i think more pressingly is is my experiences in, in, in dating and romance and love have been broadly rather sore. You know, I, 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 I've not been particularly lucky with the people I've fallen in love with, or I've not been a good boyfriend, I'm not sure which, but they've all ended very, very painfully um, in ways that I think have sort of left a bit of uh, scar tissue. So it, there's a pattern of behaviour that I'm aware of, but not quite sure how to, um, how to rectify, which is that if I... Uh, the, the more compatible and sort of you know likable and, and and somebody I could introduce to friends and uh, you know who get on with my family and you know we share belief system whatever a, a sort of a quality girlfriend who I was who I could see myself dating the more I rear away because you know that's the sort of person who can get close to you and if somebody gets close to you then you know you can get her I, I had a, I kind of had. Uh, a fiance who ran off with a, a climate change denying conservative councillor. <laughs> the worst kind of person I can imagine. Uh, and then a girlfriend who then, the, the, the following girlfriend then uh, was slept with some chap on my birthday. And uh, th these scars unfortunately have left, um, yeah, some, some marks. So to be honest, yeah, there are some times that if I meet someone and it's it, right from the off, we seem to get on quite well, then um, there is a pattern of me running a mile. It, not intentionally, on some level, conscious or subconscious, but um, yeah, I'm, I, it's a it's a flaw in myself. So, do you know? It's so interesting because I don't know if you know a lot about. Do you know anything about attachment styles? Mm, no, not really. So I we talk about it a lot, which is basically everyone has an attachment style, how we attach ourselves and how we go around in relationships. So, we all want to be a secure attachment style, which is that you believe that you should be loved and that you give the same amount of love to someone. And that's how you go around and you're very well-rounded and we all want to kind of get there. Then you have an anxious attachment style, which is me, which is I'm constantly, I constantly think the person is going to, going to leave. So I'm always on the lookout that they're going to leave. And then interestingly, and most of the time people who are anxious find people who are avoidant attachments, which is, oh what I think you are. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I am. You wanna, you're basically avoiding it, either not to get hurt, yeah. or a lot of the time people feel like they are gonna be oppressed by mm -hmm. whoever they are gonna be with. And that's why avoiding and anxious find each other because we, we basically confirm each other's beliefs, which is basically what happened. Yeah. I was I was super anxious that you basically were pulling away, and you were like, "Oh yeah, my god, I'm going to avoid the situation." I mean, maybe on an unconscious level, um, I, I, I don't think your behaviour in any way impacted my behaviour. At least not like not negatively. Like you, I thought you were. Uh, I didn't pick up on. Maybe I'm. Maybe you were being particularly sneaky, or perhaps I was being particularly unobservant. But I didn't <laughs> notice that. Um, uh, that anxious uh, attachment style that you oh. had. Um, yeah, it's just, if I meet someone who's, you know, it, it, who ticks a lot of boxes, it gets me um, on some level, often not conscious, but it, it does have me rattled a bit. Um, how, how would you overcome this though? Because 
like for me that seems it's I mean obviously it makes a lot of sense I get it but it's almost like people who do tick a lot a lot of boxes yeah are a red flag for you yeah in a, way, in, a, in a weird way yeah um I don't so what, know what are the boxes though because well that was actually one of the questions because what what yeah. are these boxes because are they superficial boxes that are maybe they're not aesthetic. They're not physical. I've never had a um, I've never had a physical type or or understood people who do. I think you know if you say I like petite redheads and then that's just such a incredibly small subsection of the populace that you could then you know fall, become attracted to, fall in love with. So I've never had a, a physical type, uh, hair color, ethnicity, height, body shape, whatever. Um, I, I think women are gorgeous, and I, I do love gorgeous women, obviously, but I don't have a particular sort of gorgeous woman that I, I only date. Fit personality wise. There's certainly commonalities. Um, somebody who I can drop into a, a sort of a social function and know that they're going to be okay to chat to everyone and anyone. I'm a bit of a social butterfly and my work sort of requires me to, to, to be one and I love meeting new people. So the, the girlfriends I've had that have um, needed to, to be constantly sort of chaperoned as it were, that that's uh, not something I find hugely attractive. Bubbly personality, you know, for somebody very bright and uh, somebody who I find interesting, I think is a massive part of it. Sense of humour is really key. I know everyone says that, it's a bit of a cliche, but um, sense of humour is really important. My family's very, very funny. My friends are very, very funny. Um, so funny people are, are a big plus. Um, and I guess, do you ever see The Good Life? The it's Good Life? Yeah, it's an unbelievable show. It's 1970s. It was uh, with Penelope I remember saying something about it. It's really good. Um, it was my favourite show uh, and I loved it. And the reason why I you know, love a lot of the things that I love. So Barbara Good, uh, played by Felicity Kendall. Oof. Mm. If I had a sort of personality type, just watch that show. Right. Women in headscarves still drive me absolutely mad. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but like to talk about the ticking the boxes thing, because yeah. I think also the reason why maybe like you're someone that we only went on one date, but maybe you've been on my mind because it's because for, so I rarely go out with someone that ticks the right boxes. My boxes are never ticked because the major one and the huge box that is the most important one is I never seem to go out with someone that I can introduce to my family. They're usually some like, Ruffian. <laughs> Sorry, Ruffian. <laughs> what, what, what century were you born in, Fiona? Like, Some sort of like scallywag. Scoff law. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's okay, well, what, other, what, what other boxes? Uh, I've shown you mine as it were. Okay, so like, I mean, obviously, like one parent friendly mm -hmm. box. You know, someone who's like intelligent and successful. I've I've never ever gone out with someone really that's mat like been on my intellectual wavelength. Usually not, and it has always been a bit of a source of contention because I yeah, know I, I would not I would not suggest that I'm on your on your intellectual wavelength. I might be able to you know well, play the same sport, but <laughs> I'm not even close. Come on. <laughs> no, but you know, like you're, you're, you know what I mean. <laughs> I think you're very hard on yourself. But we'll come on to that <laughs> a little bit later, but. Um, <laughs> I don't know, obviously like someone who's good looking. Basically for me, when I met you, you ticked a lot of the boxes that I would have wanted to have ticked that I've never ticked before. So then for me, I was like, that's why I think I maybe gushed for so long on this 
pretty much for 45 minutes straight being like, oh my God, I met this amazing guy. And then it obviously went a bit south, which was which is totally fine. And I was, I couldn't understand because I was like, I would say that I probably ticked a lot of your boxes as yeah, well. Yeah. Because no, no, doubtless, pretty yeah. cool very similar boxes being ticked. Yeah. So that's why I was like really confused. But now, but th that's the thing, like, this is what I mean. Like, don't you think that if you had told me the reason why I would have been, it's, like, would you have ever told a girl why to, you're like, no. Well, it's, a, it's a very good, it's a very good question. It's a very good question. I mean, one, like how nice if, you know, when you leave a job, there's like an exit interview and like, you know, yeah. you have to reasons. How nice would it be if like relationships, however casual, had an exit interview? You know, it would be great for both parties. Um, but, but I mean, the truth of it is, I don't know, you know, I, I don't sort of recognize the patterns of behavior. I, I think women generally, and, and, and probably you, because you, you're very emotionally intelligent um, specifically, um, will be a lot more sort of in touch with your, your, your feelings. And you'll be a lot more analytical of your feelings and you'll think about your feelings in a way that most men don't uh, or, or can't, I'm not sure. Um, so from my perspective, I wasn't aware that I was pulling away, but with hindsight, yeah, I think probably, yeah, it's it probably clear that I was. Um, and at the same time, I was telling my friends, oh, and it's a great day with this lovely girl. No, I'm really looking forward to seeing her again, but then did nothing about it. it it's not as clear cut as went on the date. It was like, nah, I'm all right. Like, it, it, that, that's not how it works. So, um, but, okay, so that's so interesting because, like, I obviously didn't know that because from the story that I told myself <laughs> was, which is, you know, I don't know if you're a Brené Brown fan, but she always says this thing about the stories we tell ourselves. Cause the stories that the story that I told myself was went on this great date and then you decided that maybe you weren't that into it and you were like, nah, okay, I'm just gonna pull away. And then when I I did actually message you. <laughs> It's like, um, excuse me, <laughs> you said something. <laughs> and to be fair to you, you took it really well. Because I have done, to be fair, I've done that in the past when like a guy is ghosted. I've messaged him being like, I don't think you should be ghosting me. You should say. And yeah, you were really good and you said, you said whatever you, you said, you did apologize. But I find that so interesting that you were really unconscious of it. Yeah, and it's not, it's sort of a, you know, I'm sure, I mean, ghosting's a really, is, is, is a tricky term. I certainly um, wouldn't intend, wasn't intentionally ghosting you or, or, really or ghosting sort of... Me. Hang on, I just need to get my water one second. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, oh, what a filter. God, you know I how know. to live. Um, uh, so, yeah, it certainly wasn't intentional ghosting on, on, on my behalf. Um I think you just, yeah. I think part of part of the sort of the pattern of behaviour that I'm that I recognise myself, the sort of the the way my armour presents itself sometimes is 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 in apathy rather than through um, a specific choice. Um, yeah. And it's and it's a shame. And in terms of you know how do I get around that? I think at some point the the pleading for my mum to bring a nice young girl home. Oh, when are you gonna bring a nice girl? Home? Oh, whoops. Actually, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, name. sorry, I just slipped. Sorry, uh, might, that might need a little tactical bleep. Um, the, at some point, the pressure will uh, will, will, will probably force me to uh, listen to her, or just to just to keep her quiet because she's quite you know, she's feisty. Um, that, but like that makes me sad because I don't want you to be forced to do it. it I, I'm, be, I'm being I'm being glib and trite, which is not which is not dramatic. really keeping, well. It's it, it, glibness is not in, in keeping with your your very frank and honest uh, podcast. The truth of it is, is I'm sort of I'm slightly undecided as to what's a more painful trajectory: uh, mm -hmm. become 
the equivalent of a sort of a, a, a cat lady, a, a dog man, and just have like 15 dogs and rattle around like some sort of, uh, you know, old uh, Jane Austen character in, a, in an attic somewhere, not, not find love and just, you know, be comfortable with that and find other things. Or r- roll the dice again. But, you know, if I get the hat trick of infidelities, um, I d- I'm not sure I would cope with it very well. You know, I'm, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a sort that bonds very closely and feels quite deeply. So it's it's easier yeah. to, to not get close. I mean, obviously, with like with infidelity, there's now like you've got trust, the trust issue thing. So mm. for you to be able, you've got to be sure about the other person. And the only thing I guess is mm. that you've got to be able to communicate with the other person. Um, and sometimes you just have to take a bit of a risk. I guess I mean I sort of, I mean I communicated with. Certainly after that, I mean, the, my experience, of, I'd never had experience of infidelity before my fiance, um, which was a tough one. And it was, a, the timing was particularly, particularly crummy of her actually. So I was then very, very single for five years. No one, you know, getting anywhere near me, really. Um, you know, serial dating and you know, not, a, not the sort of man I'd, I'd hoped to have grown up to be. Um, and then I sort of rolled the dice again. I was very, you know, very, very honest and frank with the person I then fell in love with who was uh, you know, very supportive, very understanding. It was like, look, I'd never do that. Never would, never have. Um, and then, what, somebody else just joined? No, it was my email. Oh, fine. Um, and then, yeah, so then the, the the next girlfriend I was with, you know, said, look, if we break up, we break up. That's fine. Just please don't cheat. And if whatever, some god awful, awful reason you do cheat, just, you know, give me the catharsis of a genuine apology by telling me what you did and, and you know, uh, and we'll move on. And then, so when she then uh, <laughs> ran off with someone on my birthday and then called me for a lift in the morning, oof, that was tough. That was tough. And then never really told me the truth. So um, I have rolled the dice having been burned and I think I'll yeah. burn again. So I've got burns on burns. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah, I, I've, I mean, I've not been, I have been cheated on, but I guess I'm just maybe like an uber romantic where I just keep rolling the dice. Or, or you're, or you're also maybe you're tougher. Genuinely, I'm not being not being trite here. I think uh, women are generally emotionally stronger than men, and uh, and in most ways better. Um, and I think we men we have you know ego and pride and mm. risk and shame and failure. Everyone does to some degree, but I think we men really beat ourselves up. So um, yeah, maybe you felt had the exact same stimulus, but you reacted to it in a more mature, better way than I have. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, that is really, really shit to have happened. And it's obviously caused now this barrier, which you have quite rightly put up. And that's Mm. completely fine um, because obviously it's happened twice. Mm. So it's really hard when things happen multiple times. Not you. There is probably a part, I don't know, speaking, speaking for you, but you can't help but think what's wrong with me. Yeah, of course. Oh, of course. And I'm sure my, my reaction of, of, of being sort of very so, uh, of dating a lot and serial dating in the, in, the, in the periods after both infidelities was largely eager reinflation. You know, when, when, you, when you get, especially, especially when someone runs off with a climate change denying, scrawny little uh, conservative councillor with an Adam's apple that looked like it swallowed a ping pong ball, you know, you got to <laughs> take a look. I wonder if it's worse. Would it, be, would it be better if it was some sort of glowing six packed Adonis? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, uh... Maybe that's maybe that's worse. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> they're both when, bad. When my well, I don't know. It depends how how you are. Like when my ex boyfriend, um, 
cheated on me and I, I saw the girl and she was so like she was not attractive I did I didn't even feel bad I just felt bad for him because I was just like why would you bother like what's the point like what like obviously there's something going like there's something else the thing is when people cheat it's because either they're doing it for some kind of self-worth like they have no self-worth and they're getting it from somewhere else someone else yeah or there's a breakdown of communication within the relationship and they do it to I don't know whatever um for him I think it was a self-worth thing that's why it was Mm. just any old whoever from the street oh god so um I just felt a bit sorry for him to be honest with you well I think that's a much healthier much better attitude again like you know here was me going I feel sorry for the person like I feel like like I feel a bit sorry for her but like not in a like not in a like in a friendly way and like god like, in one of those like, like clicking finger yeah, around your head like, sort of ways. <laughs> why, would you, like, what, why would you do that? Like, like yeah. it makes no sense to me. But then you're someone that I super fancied, so of course I'd I'd say that. Um, well, just you're very, actually, again, you're very kind, and I, it's appreciated. You know, okay, so this is another thing which mm. I find really interesting about you. You're very hard on yourself. Well, I'm British. Like you know, uh, we're not. No, I, 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 I was raised to. Uh, you know, to, to self-aggrandizement isn't you know not an attractive quality. I, I think you know you can. We certainly have a tendency as a, as, a, as a nation to sort of beat ourselves up a little bit too much. But it's you know it's, it, there's it's only there's a grain of truth in there and a grain of self-deprecation. Um, well, it, well, it's it's so funny because you've said it to me like I think a few times where you said you said to me you can do better, and it really made me laugh because it's like I don't know if you know this thing like it's this joke <laughs> that girls have when a guy's breaking up with you and they go, "Oh, the next man's so lucky to have you," and it's like, well, that could have been you. Yeah, well, th- I mean that 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 seems pretty. Uh, it's a terribly bad time to even <laughs> if it's true. I mean that's just not the time to say it. Um, I know, it's like you can do so much better than me. I'm like, well, that's, well, I've already, well, I've already genuinely pulled out that it's not you, it's me. I mean, it's true in this case, but it is one of those awful cliches. Um, I know. Do you think, though, that we are just a generation of either not being honest or just playing it a bit cool? Because I would be interested to know mm-hmm. that if you told, say you went out with like five girls that all ticked your boxes and you had great dates with basically exactly what kind of happened with you and I and yeah. um the same kind of barrier went up and you were like you didn't yeah, know it's, doing it. It, you were not the first them, yeah exactly what you just told me I wonder what their reaction would be interesting I mean so th- there's a there's been a handful of because I'm quite a I'm quite an op- open person generally you know and, and you know I, I, I don't want to be the sort of person who you know go on dates disappear and if a girl ever asked me you know what I was thinking I at least try and answer honestly as honestly as as I know how I have uh, had conversations with with um with women before um not in a podcast medium <laughs> and not not being not being recorded with posterity but you know uh and you and I've caught up caught up a bit since so you know it's it's nice that we can we can talk frankly but I ha- I have had a I had this sort of conversation with um with girls being on dates previously because I mean I'm quite a I'm quite a naturally warm person. I like, I really like people. I'm very chatty and sort of, um, uh, so, sometimes that can be misconstrued as, as, as a deep, I don't think this is what happened with you and I, but I think mm-hmm. I've been on dates with people before who I didn't particularly get on very well with and wasn't particularly attracted to, but they were nice people and so, you know, I had a nice time. And because I'm quite sort of naturally, um, a, quite a warm, open person, I try to put people at ease and so on. Some people have inferred more affection there than there was. 
And so that has led to some people saying, well, hang on a sec, we seem to get like a house on fire. Um, so I have been, yeah. quite on, I have been quite honest with him. Not the same conversations you and I have had, but I have, I have said, look, I thought you were great, but it was more of a friendship vibe, which was true. Or, you know, uh, it was going really well, but actually, you know, I think we just believe different things or want different things out of life. And that just felt like a, a bit of an impediment. So I, I try and give honest feedback where where possible. But there's a really blur, it's a really grey area between like yeah. trying to be honest and trying not to hurt someone. And I'd rather lie and somebody be, be feel a bit better than I would about like going, yeah, no, you were really nice, but you, your breath was appalling, you know, or whatever the, the, the thing would be. Um, but like, yeah, no, I get that. And it's really interesting that you say about being like someone that gets on with everyone, because I also have this, I also have this thing, and me and my friends laugh about it. I rarely go on a bad date because I'm, I'm able to have a good conversation with pretty much everyone. Yeah. And that, Even the ruffians. Even ruffians. <laughs> Do you, you date a lot of pirates? Uh, a lot of like high seas dating. Yeah. Ruffians. Who am I? Um, yeah, because I'll I'll go on a date with whoever it is, and I'll have a good time. And and for me, the the line is blurred the other way, where I get on with everyone. So I don't actually know if I genuinely like the person for who they are, or I've just had a really good time. So I'll end up a lot of the time going on these dates with these ruffians and I'll have an amazing time when actually there's absolutely no compatibility. There's nothing. And I'll sit there being like, oh my God, I had the best date ever. We got on so well. And a lot of my friend Sophie always says to me, but you get on with everyone. So you have to re I have to really be careful yeah. because I actually mistake that a lot of the time for attraction. And I'm, you, and then, and then it gets down the line and I'm like, oh, you're not a very do, nice person. But do you know, I mean, you, 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 do, you are not somebody who in the time we spent together uh, strikes me as somebody who sort of uh, shies away from big conversations. Uh, Case in point right now. Um, but so do you, do you not like on these dates with these ruffians with whom you that probably don't share a huge amount and for whom they're, they're not ticking lots of boxes? Um, do you not like, you know, ask them things that is almost like uh, litmus test questions? What do you think about such and such and see what they say? If somebody turned around and was like, I'm a, you know, ardent, ardent Remainer or, or no, no, it's an ardent, ardent Lever and I'm a right wing, you know, former UKIP member, I would, you know, be nice, but I'd settle out after the bill. Uh, I, I think if, if somebody was racist or, 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 you know, hated dwarfs, I don't know, whatever, there are certain things I'd be like, no, uh, of course. no I'm right. Like, so of course, I went on a date once with a guy um, and this did not go anywhere. We met yeah. up and he told me he was like a hardcore Marxist. So I was like, oh, you and I are just not going to <laughs> But he had a nice beard, though. <laughs> he did have a good beard. I was like, why yeah. are you on a date with me if you're a Marxist? And I had to call, we were in Greenwich Park, and I had to call my friend. I messaged her, and I was like, you need to you need to message me and say you're coming around to my house. And I was like, oh, I've got to go. My friend's coming around. I'm so sorry. Wow. I mean, that's like, well, to be fair, actually, that was probably a date that I, didn't, I haven't enjoyed. I, I, thought, I thought Marxists would do really well because, like, women love a bad boy. And, like, you know, it's a pretty it's pretty much failed ideology that's sort of been proven repeatedly to work. That's bad. I feel like there's Marxists and then there's bad boys. Oh, I see. Fine, yeah. I feel like that. Well, that's also another thing. Like, I, uh, I'm i hoping that this is also this is why. So for, so for me to be attracted to you was a huge deal because usually... I do not, I am not attracted to a clean looking guy <laughs> or like oh, clean. I'll take that. a guy that 
um, I could take home to my mum. It's so rare. I actually don't think it's happened. I don't even know when the last person. So that's I'm why mom, he, I'm very mum friendly. Uh, I think you're uh, you know, very I'm into gardens friendly. and stuff. Mm. You're very mum friendly. So for, that's why I think I was um, was. But then you've you've said you said something really interesting to me the other day, which I wanted to bring up, mm. which was that because you tick a lot of boxes um, in so many ways, women overlook what you would say are your flaws, which yeah. is maybe what I did. But I mean, I didn't get to know you well enough to see those flaws. But have you found, and this is something that I asked you, have you found that women that are in their kind of mid thirties to, so we need to, sorry, tell people yeah. that your age, your 40. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a proud 40 year old man. 40 year old man. Why? Own hair and teeth. I would just like to throw in. These, this, own these hair are... and teeth. Yeah. And the reason why we call him a silver fox, if no one's guessed, is because he has grey hair. Um... <laughs> I mean, there's still a few smatterings of blonde and, and, and a little ginger in the beard, but yeah, otherwise, the coverage right. is pretty much full now, which is nice. Which is good. I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, but what I want to ask you is that your your age range probably as a 40 year old man is very different from a 40 year old woman which is you probably could go out with someone in their late 20s I mean I don't yeah. know if you are but like let's say mid 20s to 40 which is a huge enormous or, or beyond I, I, I would date older too you know I'm, I'm, there you go. Yeah. but I want to know um as women like let's say 35 is like the peak right do they change? Do you feel the change in their behaviours when they meet you specific? I'm really talking about you specifically. Yeah, that, no, it's 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 a it's a it's a very fair question. Yeah, I think as people, um, as the focus on I want to I don't want to find a man. I want to find a man now um, intensifies because of the cruel design of the you know reproductive systems. Um, uh, then the qualities that I have, like you know, I'm not I'm non-threatening. I'm I'm I'm, I'm polite. I'm you know, yeah. uh, re reasonably sort of solid uh, as a bet. The things that probably meant the probably reasons why I did I did terribly is love life wise in my teenage years. I got awful. Suddenly become very valuable assets or very very attractive assets. So yes, I think there's a there's an overpricing. I think of um, of I don't have kids. I'm not divorced. There's a lot of like like just very simple boxes that I, that I do satisfy. And so I think some people then see those and then infer even better more qualities and greater compatibility mm -hmm. and more of an attractive prize um which is very tricky because from from my side you know i used to and i'd be very interested to get your thoughts on this mm. wants to be a two-way dialogue um i used to when i was sort of clearer in my mind that i actually did not want a relationship now i'm agnostic i i i i, I both want and don't want a relationship they called it second order volitions. I want to smoke as a former smoker, but I want to not want to smoke more. So my, do I want a relationship is a tricky question, but it used to be a very easy question with a very simple answer. No, I don't want a relationship. I don't want to fall in love. I had a very sort of firm three date rule. Uh, and, if, and, I, and I would be very clear with the women I was dating that, look, you know, I can offer three dates. I, I don't want to get committed. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be offensive, but I'm not trying to lead you on. It is what it is. And I said that to sort of be to be transparent and to avoid hurting people because obviously it's not what I want to do. Um, but then the weird thing, the reason I stopped saying it after a while was not because it was, wasn't was true, but because it, it was quite potent. Um, so the idea of saying you can't date me makes you more dateable or makes, makes somebody want to date you more. Wow. And it's a 100%. maximum of human uh, 
behavior and it's so odd. So I used to say that very clearly and that would make them more attracted. Now I don't say that because I don't know it's true or not. You know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a romantic, but I'm also a cynic. It's a, it's a, it's a terrible mix. Um, I've probably drifted mad. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst combo. You know, out and out romantic, fine. Have a great time. Run around, you know, paint pictures. If you're out and out cynic, don't worry about it. Just listen to, you know, sad music and look out windows and cry or whatever. But it's, it's, not, it's the hybrid. Well, <laughs> it, it's this whole thing. It's forbidden fruit, isn't it? It's Eve with the the apple, Persephone with the pomegranate. Like, it. it's so... The unattainable man is unfortunately extremely sexy. Or, or, or thing, why, why are you know why are supercars why uh, so valuable? Why is uh, unique works of art unavailable? Why are you know people who are aloof suddenly seem really sort of sexy? It's just people want what they can't have, and it's um, oh. it's, it's a. This is, I think, what thing. happened with with you with me because I I'm someone that really doesn't like rejection, and that's someone that gets rejected quite a lot in love life really? like in, yeah no like big time I find like, that so okay this is also another thing people don't understand why like we get I get messaged a lot through love bites one of Laura's um friend my co-host friends said to her like I can't understand people don't understand I can't understand and I can only assume that I'm just going for the wrong people but I get really frustrated when I'm like in business if I'm rejected I really take it personally and yeah. I really take rejection personally because a lot of the time I'm like what's wrong with you that I don't I'm usually maybe, like what's wrong with you well you I mean maybe uh maybe the 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 fact that uh, you know for, for uh, reasons that largely involve me being idiots um we didn't go anywhere but we have had this chance to be able to like you know and future chances i think you and i will stay in each other's lives which is which is which is nice um but maybe it's it's nice to be able to have genuine frank feedback from someone who mm. can very definitively say no it wasn't you it wasn't wasn't you at all if, if anything well if you should have any blame it was in, in ticking too many boxes and being too sweet and too lovely being be, you know <laughs> if, you, if you'd if you turned up in being awful kicked over the table drunk some meths and then burped at me i would have probably gotten like a house on fire you'd have been like oh my god <laughs> let's, let's, I want to take her on holiday because uh, yeah, I, exactly. I make terrible choices. Um, my mom, but like yeah. I think that in that sense, I felt more. And this is, I guess, this is this is me speaking for all women. I felt more inclined to be like chase it in a way because I want I wanted an answer. I wanted a closure in a way, whether it was to be yes, we're going to go on the second date, or tell me why. Yeah you decided that it was like a no. And well, I'm, glad, I, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you did. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you, I, I, I can't remember really the, the, the chronology because it was quite a while back, but I mean, I think, uh, I, I don't think it was sort of a, a, a super long time. Please correct me if I'm wrong because I don't want to, um, you know, the memory's a funny thing. I don't know how long it was between sort of let's arrange another one and then not nothing happening before you got back in contact. But um, I'm glad you did. I think it's a, you know, it's a, it's a confident and, and strong move. And I, I, you know, I'm glad we've had the opportunity to talk about it. I don't yeah. want to be the kind of guy who, you know, makes people, women feel anxious or, or concerned because they, they go a bit cold or whatever. I mean, well, I mean, at the time when this has all been happening, I hadn't figured out a lot of stuff about myself. So mm. I couldn't understand the way, why I was feeling the way I was until someone told me, until a, a basically a relationship coach told me after listening to me, she told me about myself basically. And I, it was like, I, I was like coming out of the fog. I was like, 
that is why I react the way I react. And she told me things like, you know, I thought that, I don't know, do you know about love languages? I've, I'm aware of love languages. Um, okay. it is, so <laughs> we talk about it a lot. Yeah. So I thought my love language 100% was gifts yeah. and acts of service. Like 100% when I've done this stupid test like a thousand times. And then this relationship coach, Lisa, who basically like, gives me like sidebar therapy. Um, mm. She messaged me and was like, because I was talking about some guy I was dating. And she was like, you know, your love language is words of affirmation. And I was like, no, it's not. It's mm. acts of service. And she was like, no, his is acts of service. And you're getting frustrated because he's not saying anything nice to you. And I was like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. Interesting. I love a compliment. And so they work. So is that like what you like rather than what you give? Is that the... It's oh, both. Right. So it's how you give and how you receive. Okay. So it's really, it's honestly, it's really interesting. Don't do the quiz though. Get a therapist to tell you because I did the quiz and it was completely wrong. Oh, but I love a, I love a quiz. I, you know, I'm, love I'm a quiz. Like, what character well, in Shrek am I? And you know, it, what, 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 <laughs> what year should I have been born in or whatever? <laughs> I'm a complete sucker. Well, we've already decided that. I should have been born in the Victorian times. <laughs> Maybe not. Well, only specifically, I think, if you uh, were lucky enough to be upstairs in a big house. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of people had it pretty crummy in those days. I think I would have been. So uh, let's, I've got a few, so I've got a few yes. questions. Okay. Fine, sorry, yeah. Okay. But, but sorry, is... before, before, we, before we go on to the broader questions, uh, it, uh, you know, you can ask me anything at any point during the, during the podcast or after. Is there anything that... You know, one, I want to say I, I'm sorry for for intentionally or unintentionally causing you any sort of uh, anxiety uh, or any sort of you know negative uh, feeling, not my intention. And um, oh. thank you for telling me and I'm sorry that, that I was the cause of it. Oh, that's so sweet. Mm. Thank you. Thank but, you and if there's anything you want to, that. well, not at all, but if there's anything that you want to, uh, you want me to say, then, you know, you have but to ask. Well, thank you so much. You're I'm welcome. just looking at all these questions, actually. Actually, I just have one more question. Gee. If I hadn't said anything to you, would you have said anything to me? Or would you have just kept quiet? Uh, it's a good question. Don't know. I mean, I, um, because because you did get in contact, it, it, it's very hard for me to know. I, in previous situations, I have got in contact with uh, with women I've dated to say, like, had a lovely time, you know, thanks, but no thanks, as it were, or, you know, wish you all the best, or, or whatever. And in other situations, I haven't. I've definitely been guilty of of ghosting. But I think... I think the, the the problem is, is we we all have so many like micro romances through these like dating apps or through friends trying to set us up with friends and in a way that I don't think any generation has before. That I think it, it, I think it would be a bit weird if everybody you went you, you you had a date with you had sort of um, you know f full feedback for. I like the answer is that I like to think that I would have and I probably would have, but I might not have. Uh, would be my. My, my frank answer. I hope I would have because, you know, I don't get on with many people um, on dates as uh, I do with you. My selection criteria is usually not somebody as, you know, uh, as attractive in, in the broader term as you. Um, very often it'll be, um, yeah. Yeah, that's it really. Be what? Well, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, it, it, it's much easier to, to not develop emotional attachment if you're, if it's somebody who's in, in some way incompatible with you. You know, this is why if somebody's really nice and really warm and really fun and I can see them, you know, hanging out with all my best friends and stuff, then, you know, I'm like a cat that doesn't want to get picked up. I sort of rear a bit and arch my back. Um, whereas if it's somebody who, it's fine, we'll have a couple of dates, but like I'm not going to get deeply attached and they're not going to get deeply attached and they're not looking for love or, you know, I know full well that it's not going to work out for whatever reason. 
that's in some ways more attractive to me because it's safer, it's more controllable, it's clearer, it's uh, you know either roman romantic or sexual or fun or whatever it is, but it's not love. Does that make sense? So interesting. So just to summarize before we move on, yeah, which this is say so, <laughs> to summarize, yeah, the re <laughs> the reason why you and I nothing happened was because I ticked too many boxes yeah yeah I got I got a, a, on some level I think that is so frustrating yeah yeah no I, well how, how do you think I feel it's not all about you fee <laughs> no kidding <laughs> uh yeah I mean this is the this is um you know my, so my, my, my glaring flaws it's so interesting because I don't think that I well one I I did not think you were going to say that so mm. that made me really happy because obviously I mean I didn't know what you were going to say I genuinely didn't. I didn't. But that's so interesting. Because mm. I, don't up, ever heard, I don't think I've ever heard someone say that's the reason. Usually it's because, I don't know, they're seeing someone else or like, I don't know, I'm too loud or no, something. No, it's just, it's rank cowardice is what it is. It's just sheer cowardice. It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, like... Yeah, I'm just, I've just been, I'm so burned. I'm like Freddy Krueger wearing a mask of some sort. And so my, the, the, the fear of, you know, uh, putting my clawed love down. Wait, this is a super dated reference. Your listeners are not going to be like 40 years old. They won't have watched Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I don't know what equivalent would be. You've got 40 year olds actually. Oh, really? In yeah. that case, massive love to all the 40 year olds. The 80s <laughs> yeah. are the best. Plus, here we are. Um, <laughs> so, what I wanted to ask is yeah. that when you're, so obviously you and I matched on Hinge. Mm -hmm. So, what if you're well now I don't know now it's I'm because I wrote these questions I didn't know what you were going to say so I don't know how this is going to pan out but like right. if you're on a, if you're on a like an app and you're going through it what are your kind of yeses and nos on yep. the app it's a good question I'll tell you mine after all right um I don't like it when the uh, when it's sort of a, a prescriptive list of the things that they want out of a man um mm -hmm. I find that a bit weird I think it's a really good opportunity to sort of I know you're creating a bit of an avatar. You know, nobody can genuinely convey personality in a few small sound bites and a, and a couple of random, of, of very carefully curated photos. But I don't like it when it's like, you know, I want a guy, he's got to be six foot, he's got to be dark hair, he's got to be this, that, he's got the other. I want you to, uh, you know, I no poses, no this, that, and the other. It's like, well, okay, no, I get that. But that will get bled out through the conversation a little bit, probably. Mm. Why don't you just tell me about yourself and frame yourself in a positive way? I don't like the um, bagging on men generally or um saying the specific kind of person they're looking for um or maybe i do maybe, maybe to some degree it's probably fine but i just think those things are much better just focus on who you are and capture those in a, in a sort of as memorable way as possible um okay. I like that do you have any yeah. like preferences on like photos that you would just swipe past and be like don't have photos with loads of your mates. Like this is something that the girls do a lot. And I don't know why. Um, it, one, it's confusing for us. We have to go, well, hang on a sec. It's sort of troll. Oh, oh, it's her. Oh, fine. Oh, it's that one. Um, first, and secondly, I think, again, because women are um, uh, sort of uh, better than men, is they, they just put in photos of whoever they're close to. Sometimes you, you know, they put in a photo of somebody who's really, really gorgeous. I wouldn't, if I was going to put a photo of myself on some of these dating apps, I would pick my dumpiest squattiest friend i mean i would pick my you know most haggard mole ridden <laughs> my friends are, i'm biased but i think they're all gorgeous obviously but um 
So that I always think just having lots of people in the photo seems a bit of an odd one. Um, yeah. No one likes to see drugged up tigers, and I, I, I hope that's a zeitgeist that is uh, it's passed. Um, but the number of sort of women hard. in line next to drugged up animals, like showing they've been traveling to India or whatever, hate that. Um, don't like I feel that's a universal thing though, because that's also so. for a for a girl. If I see that, or if someone's skydiving or whatever, I'm just Ugh. I guess I guess the the big thing just like maybe avoid cliches. I don't like the. Uh, I'm overly competitive about everything. Is on almost every profile ish. Uh, really? The yeah, that that crops up a lot. I mean, there's lo it's there's an loads. Interesting of them. to hear about the because like a lot, another one that I get a lot uh, from guys that I speak to is if a girl has a clearly over filtered photo. Yeah. Um, um, and if they don't have a, which I, I always, whenever someone asks me like, you know, yeah. what kind of photos they should put on their dating app, I always say put a full body shot because. Good call. I've, uh, we actually had a girl um, write in saying that she went on a date with a guy and he basically said that she'd catfished him because she was a lot bigger than she'd portrayed. Well, and it was like really hard. So I was like, that one, that's like no fucking But. Oh. If you're putting photos of yourself yeah. and you have put on weight from whenever it was, you have to be honest because you're going to just yeah. up against so many Look, I, I did that. If, a few years ago, I lived um, uh, I lived in, in, in a sunny part of the world. So, you know, if vanity kicks in when you have to walk around in, in swimming trunks a lot. So I was in really good shape. Uh, shaved my life. Oh, God, I miss it. And then um, through lockdown, uh, you know, the, the rig is gone. The rig has been demolished, unfortunately, and is now... Uh, at the bottom of the ocean. Um, so I, you know, having having put on a little bit of weight over lockdown, I took those photos off because I did think it was a bit misleading. Also, I didn't want to see the look on their face when I took my shirt off. They're like, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and and but but I've had I've had it the other way around. So I went on a date. I mean, uh, two or three years ago now, probably um, with a girl, and she had this really beautiful photo, and it's a sort of sepia, really cool, like um, uh, a Polaroid sort of look. I was like, oh, that's a really cool photo. And she turned up, she was like 20 years older than the photo. And it turns out it was just a Polaroid from like the nineties or whatever. And I think that, it, oh, calling it catfishing is hard, but it's bad strategy. It is. It is. Bit, it is. Yeah. Did I look like my photos? Yeah, you look like your photos, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. I didn't um, even have, I didn't actually have a dating profile anymore. No, um, you know, you, you, I mean, you, you were wearing the the, the the largest, most padded coat I've ever seen in my life. Um, you know, you know, like, you're, like you're getting dressed up to go to the tundra, which I thought was, uh, I thought it was a baller move. I thought I was really strong, you know. Um, some women <laughs> sat there shivering and unable to speak, but you know, wearing something slinky, you're like, nah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna wear some, some warm clothes. No, I was, was like, good. it's too cold, and I won't concentrate. I did, I did think to myself that I was like, when I put this huge coat on, I was like, yeah, I'm good. not like, gonna like know what my body is like underneath. Yeah, no, it was like those sort of 90s uh, Puff Daddy videos. You know, it was like big puffy jackets, gold chains. It was good. Yeah, it was a bit of a like pin no, coat. No, you, you, no, again, no, no, uh, there was no um, mis-selling on your behalf. You looked exactly as you looked in your, in your profile. Um, so talk to me about red flags. Let's talk about red flags because please. I think, <laughs> so let me tell you, okay. Yeah, please. I am really, really bad at acknowledging someone's red flag. My friend said to me... Wait, to yourself or to, other, or to the other person or...? or... Uh, to the other person. So like, I if I see a red flag, I don't see a red flag. She says that I see pink bunting. <laughs> and like, I will just... My my living room is basically a pink bunting anaphylactic shock. Like what? literally, I will... 
happily go out with someone for years and know all like my ex-boyfriend for example and my most recent ex-boyfriend and my ex-boyfriend before that was riddled with red flags that I basically ignored because I just didn't want to believe it so what what are your red flags in women yeah I mean I've definitely got a few I mean like and do you do a me and you ignore it or do you go I'm out um, I think it depends. So it depends on um, like anything, like on on what what your intent intentions are. So it, so there are certain um, red flags. I lived in the in the south of France for a bit, and so sort of ran into what I'd call like the Monaco type, the sort of the the overly quaffed. Well, every photo is them somewhere glorious and you know decadent and whatever, and it's a very curated sort of Chanel life, you know, goals and the. The selection of photos that you decide to put up and the, and the snippet of information you choose to reveal about yourself, as well as the questions that you ask someone, all of these things reveal a bits of your personality. And mm. personally, the the dripping in Dior, um, you know, trying to look like a budget Audrey Hepburn thing, I don't like. I guess I don't like overly uh, people who take themselves very seriously. I, I'm not. It's a big red flag for me because I'm not a very naturally mm. serious person, and unless when I yes, I have to be. Um, so I don't like that. I, I think living in the south of France sort of made me more conscious of um, douchebaggery in general. I think douchebaggery—that's you know, probably quite a good word. For it. Yeah, I mean, I could feel myself. Uh, I mean, I'm sure your, your listeners probably think I, I stayed too long, but I could, I could feel myself becoming more of a douchebag. Uh, I had um, like five pairs of linen trousers. I didn't own a pair of socks for three years. I had God knows how many tasseled loafers. I was becoming that. That guy, you know, a friend of mine uh, was wetting himself from the other day, remembering me giving him a lift back to uh, Nice Airport with sort of a David Dickinson colour uh, tan, um, you know, in, in great shape, linen shirt open to the elements. I looked like some like front cover of a Mills and Boone book. I, it was terrible. Um, like a yeah, I mean, it was it was deeply, deeply uncool, but I was just unaware of it. So I think people who take themselves too seriously and people who are quite superficial, I don't like. I like people who are quite grounded, and you can pick that up quite quickly. Um, I think people who has a lot on dating apps, especially if you're a a, a forty year old guy, and there's a lot of people seeking like some sort of sugar baby type setups or yeah we, oh we discussed this didn't yeah, we? yeah I hate it. Tired, so I oh. a lot of women are looking for a daddy. I look like a daddy. I look like a daddy. I, you look like a daddy. I got, I got, I got crow's feet, grey hair. You know, I, I <laughs> have a lot of packets of Werther's Originals about my body. I wear a lot of cardigans. I get it. You know, um, <laughs> so I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm a bit of a daddy, and you know, I don't mind being a daddy from time to time with the right person. That's 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 all well and good, but not. Uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to pay someone pocket money. I don't want to. You know, have somebody who's with me because of what I have rather than who I am. Um, I but it's think, common. Um... It's very common these days. So interesting. I mean, I've, but I mean, I flashed myself, I am 30, but I've not had a daddy want me to be a sugar baby. Because <laughs> I think it can happen both ways, can't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you have some weird, creepy old dudes who try and, you know, get girls to come and sit in their lap for a lollipop or whatever. I don't know how it works. The whole thing makes my skin crawl. Um, but it, it's just, it's just so, because it's it effectively, it is. It's a maybe it's a, a degree, a changing degree rather than a changing kind, but it feels to me very, very prostitutiony. It's like prostitution light. And maybe there's always been, we, we live in a patriarchy. Men have had it all our own way for far too long. And, you know, I am I, I am a feminist. I'm aware of how unfair um, pay, pay structures are and how just generally unfair the world is on women. 
which is shit. Um, but we live in a world where men have been have had better economic opportunities and have generally been able to earn more than women on mass. I can see I can see why women would be at least a part of the um, the selection criteria would be because this guy is you know at least solid or you know maybe spectacularly wealthy or whatever. Um, mm. And I understand there's a degree of pragmatism in there too. I'm not saying yeah. finance is not in any way part of a, a sensible um, selection uh, choice, but it's just when it's that blatant and when it's like such an overriding, you know, the number of like old dudes with really attractive young women I've, I've seen in, um, again, where I was living in, 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 abroad. Um, and you see it around London a lot too. It's like, come yeah. on. I always thought, I'm like, could I do it? Could I do it? I always say that the feminism leaves my body when the bill comes. <laughs> well, look, we've, we've all been through it. I've, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've had some, uh, some, some clients who are, you know, wonderful, very eligible, very attractive older ladies. And, um, yeah, my, my accountant made it very clear in the early day, days of my business, that should be your business model. <laughs> I was like, um, I think I've got a bit more, you know, self-respect than... Um, uh, you were pretty good, I remember, because there's nothing worse than going on. And I hate when the bill comes, even though I know that I probably am not going to pay. You I see my ex-boyfriend was really good about it. And you were pretty good. Like as soon as the bill came, you were like, no. Whereas there's this awkward. I've had it before where there's been this awkward time where like the bill kind of comes. And of course, like if you're respectful, even if you're a girl, you should like at least like. And you did. And you did offer, which is lovely, which is not, um, that's the way it should work. The man. I mean, uh, it was an empty offer, I'm not going to lie. But... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I wouldn't, 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 it was wouldn't empty, run. but I did my best dramatic performance. <laughs> oh, no, no, come on, please, no. Fumbling for the wallet. Like, are you sure? <laughs> no. That's always, my, that's always my thing. I'm like, are you sure? Well, look, no I mean, this, this, this is the weird thing, because I, I see myself as, you know, as progressive and, um, and a feminist and, you know, for equal rights and so on, but at the same time, I, I wouldn't dream of not picking up the bill on a, on a first date. Uh, and I wouldn't, you know, it, which seems very patriarchal. I'd pull out a chair and open a door. Is something being patronising or, you know, women That's can't open their own doors. I don't know. We live in this weird time where we're sort of one foot in, in the past and we're trying to be evolving, but something mm. sort of seems fixed. But there is this, it's, there's being, for me, I get really, not frustrated, but like, I agree with a lot of like feminist movements. I get, I get it, but mm -hmm. also, why can't someone just be polite? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's good to do all these things, and I think that we're so lacking in like real romance these days that you know we basically find like people that we're gonna spend your life with on yep. your phone, basically. Oh, I know it's so it's so grim. I mean, it's yeah. obviously, like sometimes it works. You know, it works, and they. I get it, like, especially when you and I met, we were just out of lockdown, like, you're not yeah. going to go up to someone in a bar, so I, I get that. But it just, it, for me, it takes it takes away all the romance of it. It's it, it's true. So it used to be the most common way of meeting people was at dinner parties, i.e., you know, friends of friends or friends of friends of friends. Party. That's perfect. House party, dinner party, brilliant. There's a degree of sort of, you know, validation insofar as they know your friends, love that. It's a real shame that's not the most prevalent. But that said, you know, online dating versus meeting people in a bar... I would say online dating is a better way of doing it. You know, you, you mm, can, I guess, yeah. you can in a controlled, sober fashion and a way that iterative, so you can tweak it. Um, you can put forward a version of yourself that you want to put across. Maybe you're the sort of person who just wants to get laid a lot and you can put yourself off as like, a, you know, a good time Harry and, you know, lots of tight jeans or whatever people do. Uh, tight jeans, weird, weird way to go. Um, if, or if you're looking for something really serious, you can, you can more clearly demonstrate what you want. And also, you know, especially in sort of a, a post Me Too movement and and COVID, 
men uh, aren't going up to women in in bars and saying hi, nice to meet you, as much as they used to. And I used to really enjoy, you know, go the 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 risk and the fear and the excitement of going. We made eye contact. Maybe oh fuck it, let's go and have it. Let's go chat. But then I don't know if that's necessarily the best way to meet someone because that's that's a bias selection criteria in favour of either you know really yeah. mega confident like brash Lord Flashheart types. Um, uh, which hopefully I'm not, but I've probably got elements of. Um, that's not necessarily the person you want to date or the person that everybody would want yeah. to date. What about the really cool introvert, music making, doesn't go out to bars a lot, but like, you know, I, th- there's a lot of personality types that would not naturally go up to someone in a bar. I've always thought that's, a, that's probably the worst way to meet someone. You're drunk, you're with I've your friends, you're rowdy. I've never been approached. I, you know, I've never... You've never been approached? No, never. I never yeah. have. No, I'm telling you, I've never... Unless it's been... Wow. Actually, no, I've never, I, I can't. I can't remember ever being approached. Wow. Um, well, I mean, do, do you? Do you? Here's the thing. I mean, look, I'm, I'm assuming your your viewership probably skews a little more feminine than masculine. One bit. One bit of advice I would I would give just to put it out there in the universe, and I hope it sticks, is just, women can 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 go and uh, chat up guys. Like women can make make the first yeah. move. One, I, I think that. Men, we're naturally creepier than women. Women are just generally have higher EQ and are just, you know, usually nicer people on on average. Um, two, we we would be we're really understandably worried about like making a girl feel like she's being threatened. I now yeah. cross yeah. the street if I'm walking down the roads with a woman, and the same approach in a bar. Do I really want to go up to go on her own or go in a group of mates and you know risk her feeling? Also, girls on be it online dating or in bars, just go chat to the guy if you if you think he's hot, if he seems nice. Yeah. He's gonna love it. He's gonna love it. Um, and if See, a guy, I've heard this before. So when I, I interviewed a guy the other week, and we oh, had so I'm, this... not, I'm not your first. Not I your so first. Cheap. Sorry, <laughs> not, pop, not popping the love bite man cherry. Oh. Sadly, um, me and him were talking about you know if we were in the super like I have this I don't know why I have such a fantasy about being chatted up in the supermarket maybe in the like organic section I don't know um and me and him were talking about it and he was like wouldn't you find it creepy if a guy came up to you and I was like well no only I would only find it creepy or I probably wouldn't even notice um if I wasn't attracted to the guy if I was attracted then yeah but I guess it like works both ways and he he said you know you just have to be a person and just because I was like what would you go and say and he was like just be a a human being and just go like say hello and it seems so simple and he was like but I wouldn't do it mm. oh look I've definitely I've definitely I'm quite uh have you chatted I've, someone up in the supermarket yeah yeah absolutely have yeah oh, completely yeah yeah well I mean yeah I've, I've instigated a conversation and and um you know at least rolled the dice I'm 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 also equally sure that I've been shot down in a supermarket as well I've been shot down hard um but yeah never happened to me I want to be chatted up in a supermarket Oh, all right. I will. I will. I'll try and find out where you shop, and I will uh, get somebody. Uh, I'll, I'll brief somebody. <laughs> I sometimes I'll. I I do enjoy the. Yeah. This will make no no relevance to people that don't live in the UK. Yeah. But I do love going to the Waitrose in Canary Wharf, and I'm always hoping that some banker is going to chat me up. Hasn't happened yet. <laughs> nice. but I do sometimes go and. Well, go no, so the, I mean, the best the best bit of advice from the worst source. Um, was or it was quoted from the worst source, but it was, it's still really good advice. Was do you remember like back in the sort of early two thousands? There's this whole like thing for Neil Strauss and the game, and all the guys were like into yeah, Nike. Yeah. Oh, awful! I mean, that whole thing is that whole scene is gross. But in that, somebody quoted or told me something that, that from from that, which was 
Very true and very wise, which is that if you go up to somebody, and this is equally true for either, either sex, I think, um, if you go up to somebody and, you know, ask them out or say hi and you get shot down, they're not shooting you down. They're shooting, they don't know you. You're, you've, you've spoken to them for a minute, two minutes, three minutes, whatever it is. There's no way you can get the nuances of your personality and the, the you yeah. in that sentence across. So if they're not shooting you down, there's nothing to lose. Now, I'd caveat that with, you know, don't be predatory, don't be creepy. If they're not keen, just like get out and apologize and whatever. If they are, I'd say, if they do sort of just come over to you and try and chat you up and you're not interested, like be nice. Like just it, both sides be nice. But mm. the idea of being fearful of going up to somebody because you're worried about rejection, that's something that not since I was a sort of a mid-teen have I really understood because I just see it all downside. You know, I, you always, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And the, the times I really beat myself up, it's not about the things I've done and embarrassed myself, which is a lot. I've embarrassed myself a lot, not just romantically, just generally. Um, is the, you know, is, is the, those times I sort of, you know, your eyes kept meeting, but you never said anything and you just go, oh God, I should have, oh, you idiot. You know, like just go up and say hello. And, you know, or, or if you're going to go up and try and make them chuckle a little bit, you know, I think there's sort of degrees of, of, of lines, as it were, if they're pre-planned, they're awful. But like one of my favourite ever uh, introductions to somebody was I was in this incredibly crowded bar and it was sardines, you know, imagine pre-COVID, my God, to be cheek to jowl with like loads of strangers. Sounds amazing. Um, but I was really, I was really packed and there was a, a, a very attractive girl behind me who um, would sort of made eye contact previously in the, in the bar. So I felt there was possibly some in. I sort of leaned back, which wasn't very far because she was, you know, squashed in the back of my head. Um, and I just whispered in an intentionally creepy voice, I've never felt closer to you. <laughs> it, was, it was so obviously awful and cheesy. She found it quite amusing. We started chatting. But, you know, if, if that was like a line I used, that would be awful. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you don't have like, like, pre, like pre-rehearsed no. lines. No, you that's just, awful. I don't think, well, I don't think anyone does. But I mean, I... Well, I've never, I don't think, well, have I? I guess maybe if I've been really drunk, I have gone up to a guy. Um, I think usually my line is, you're really good looking. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm sure no, that I'm sure that would work. work. Men of vain, no, that makes sense. So, I, I don't think... I don't think it really matters what you I don't think it really matters what you say honestly yeah. I think to the same degree with with, um, with online dating you could put the cleverest truest most insightful bit of commentary if the person doesn't see you and think I'm that 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 girl is gorgeous or that guy is gorgeous it, it doesn't really matter so I think just the very act of going over and, and sort of speaking to somebody I think make it clear you are going over to speak to them in some mm. sort of romantic sense is probably important because you know. Do you know what I hate on dating apps? And this is, I actually think you might have done this. But What's that? I, I oh, no. I let it <laughs> I thought you were really good looking. Was I really, and I'm not, ask, I'm not asking for like something super witty, but I really, really hate when someone messages going, hey, Fiona, how are you? How's your day going? So I'm just like, it's fine. Like, I just yeah. like that. I, it's such a like small talk. In. I know. I know. Yeah, look, I've definitely been guilty of that. No, that is, it's a weak you, I'm pretty sure that's what you did with me. And oh, really? I was like, ugh. And I replied <laughs> anyway. And here we are. <laughs> it's the result. But no, like, you're, you're right. I think just don't be beige in every... That's just good advice know, what, throughout the process. I think that... Um, you, well, this is why I think that um, dating apps like Hinge work really well. Because you obviously have to put things in there that people can reply to yep. um 
I usually have something, I can't even remember what's on my hinge, but um, there's usually something where I've put in the past, which has worked really nicely, which is I'm really into breakfast food because then people are like, oh, you're into breakfast food. Let's go for breakfast. And it's just so easy. It's easy. Wait, I think wait, you, have you had a breakfast date? Someone's just taking you out for breakfast? Yeah, I love a breakfast date. That's huge. I'm, I, what do you mean? Really? Well, I mean, what a... What, so you're going to have breakfast at like, what, like 9.30 before work? Is it like a 7.30 thing? Or is it like a you mini know, brunch thing? Or? Like a, a weekend. Well, now I probably could go on a breakfast date because I own my own company. So yeah. it doesn't really matter. But yeah, you. <laughs> I, um, I would like, you could do a weekend breakfast. The reason why I like yeah. a breakfast date is, and I know a lot of people can't do it because a lot of people can't do dates without alcohol. But you can have alcohol at breakfast. Yeah. It, Fox you don't wet waste. So like whenever I've gone on a breakfast day, if I've enjoyed myself, then that's great. And I've had a really nice morning and it can lead probably into like, you know, the day. Or if yeah. you don't like them, you've not wasted the day. Because I always find like I'm someone also that really likes to go to bed early. So no, that's, feel- that's canny. And there's no expectation or there's no, there's no like, you're not going to have sex at lunchtime. Like it, it, yeah, it's right. nice. It takes a pressure off people who think, the other person might have an expectation of sex in some way. Yeah. Clever. Oh, here's a question, actually. This is not something that I wrote down. Um, oh what do you... Where are you going? I've listened to your podcast episodes. Uh, it, could be, it could go anywhere. Okay. So what do you feel about... So, okay, so my my views on sex on a, sex on a date is that, for me, I, like, I always say... I literally don't care. I'm like, if you want to have sex with them on the first date, have sex with them. It's, um, it doesn't matter. If the person likes you, they're going to like you. It yeah. doesn't, like, I've I've had sex with someone on the first date in a certain relationship. I've not had sex with someone and then gone on, like, six dates. Well, no, that's an absolute lie because I never really get that far. I've gone on, like, three dates with someone and not slept with them and then I never hear from them again. So, like, what do you, what are your thoughts on Obviously, it's very personal. What are your thoughts on sex on a date? And is this specifically on a first date or just in, in the dating process first, generally? In general, like first, let's let's go with first date, but or just in general. On a on a first date, uh, I mean, look, I've had I've had a lot, of, I've had an awful lot of um, sex on a first date. Absolutely, I mean, after so the, the the peaks, I guess, would have been post the nasty breakups when you're just trying to reinflate your ego. Um, so I certainly have had a lot of first date sex. Um, I think I just think don't worry about it. I, I I think there used to be a presumption that if somebody is going to have sex on the first date, that's not the sort of person you want to take home and marry. I just don't exactly. think those taboos exist anymore. And if they don't, then I, I think sexual compat- compatibility is a really big part of mm. of a relationship. So you might go on three or four dates, think the person's great, have great chat, and be you know really close and get really excited, and then you have sex and it's just like no compatibility, no communication. Mm. Or you know whatever he's got like five nipples or something. I know some something really weird. I think um, actually my aunt has five nipples. Um, that, genuinely found that out. Found that out randomly over tea. Came out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, weird. Um, maybe bleed that as well. Maybe bleed that. Oh, I was getting in trouble. Um, I generally, I generally speak, generally think having sex early is not a bad, not a bad thing because you've got to figure out if you're compatible. They could be into some some really kinky stuff, which you know, good on them that you're not. Or you just might not find each other sexually attractive once the once the clothes come off. I, I, I don't see it as a bad thing. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't either. But I also think it it depends on the the nature of the nature of the date. Like I am someone that it doesn't. I'm I'm not bothered. I'm like whenever, whenever. You and I, we didn't. The nature of our date was not one that was going to end in sex. 
Yeah, we're both too cold, I think. <laughs> it's just like unable to move our, our extremities, quite frankly. I had to put the heating on when I got home. That I'm pretty sure my penis off. had inverted by the by the end of the day, so it would have been quite tricky to, to have coitus. Um, but I think that even even if we weren't absolutely freezing, I don't think we would have done because it. I don't know. Like it just didn't. I I don't know. It just didn't feel right. But that that wasn't. I think that. It wasn't like I wasn't sexually attracted to you, but I think they have. I think it depends on the the nature of the Com- date. Completely, I, I'm not saying it's a good idea and you should have sex on the first date. I'm just saying, like, go with it. If it happens, don't beat yourself up. Men aren't. Men won't think less of you if you have sex in the first few dates, and they won't like you more if you do the Jennifer Aniston thing, like make make Brad Pitt wait nine months. Whoa. Is that what wow. she did? Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I because that's the thing. Like, I've got you know, I've got a friend um, who gets mentioned a lot on this podcast for things she's done, um, and she said to me, she started seeing this guy, and she said to me, "I'm really gonna wait." And ha- actually, it's something that I said on the podcast when I was speaking about you. I said, "I'm really gonna try and not have sex with him." And this was like a while ago, obviously, where like maybe like my views have changed a little bit, but. I don't know why I thought, I don't know why I thought that. I think it's because I thought you were some, this is why I think I thought it at the time. I think I thought you were the sort of person that would want to, uh, would maybe see me differently if we had sex quite soon. No, I, I can understand that. And, when, and it speaks to what we were saying earlier about the sort of the, you know, we, we project avatars and we also know, like create avatars on other people. So you'll fill in, you knew some bits about me and you filled in the blanks. So it's perfectly understandable and consistent with my character, I'd say, or or a version of my character. But no, I just, I, I think people worry too much about sex. I think we Brits, uh, I, I, maybe maybe it was the living in France thing, you know, or maybe I've always felt this way. Actually, I've always felt this way. I think people get too worried and preoccupied about, you know, the sex thing. We're complicated monkeys with delusions of grandeur. You know, we, 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 play with ourselves we like to be played with we have sexual mm. feelings and so on I, I think this dialogue that the longer you wait the more serious and better the relationship will be is nonsense and I think the just see each other mass physical attraction can't keep your hands off each other have sex in the toilets that that night that's fine too like I don't think that leads to short-term relationships I think people just beat themselves up do you because what I've been figuring out recently is that I think that obviously you can have like an amazing sexual connection with someone, but maybe the mental stimulation is not there. Mm-hmm. And then you can also have a, an amazing mental stimulation attraction, like a sapiosexual attraction to someone and like the sex is okay. But do you think as someone, I don't know, like you've probably been in longer term relationships than me. Do you think that, because what we always kind of talk about, and this was something that we talked about really recently, was that we want so much, especially now, we want so much from that one partner. Yeah. Like, we're literally looking for, like, a best friend, like, the best sex of our life, like, Absolutely. all this stuff. But actually, I don't think it's a lot of pressure to try and find that one person that's going to give us everything. Yeah. So do you think that eventually, obviously, the sex is probably going to peter off? Like, it, it will. Sure. And do you think that in life it's better to have someone that gives you the kind of mental relationship more than the sex part yeah. of the do you mean in terms of the, is your success criteria like long-term stability and happiness yeah. in that relationship yeah absolutely sex is uh, sex is really good at, at bonding and it's really good at sort of create engendering emotional attachments to, to with people it's an important part especially in the early in the early stages but no long-term if I had a choice between um, 
uh, no, you know, uh, between great sex and awful chat and 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 minimal sex, monthly, you know, re regretful, awful Victorian sex where we push the the, the twin beds together. Uh, that's very specific. That's not happened to me. I just want to keep my dress on. <laughs> yes, I, as I spontaneously burst into tears. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think the mental aspect is massively more important. You know, um, yeah. as, as a forty-year-old guy. I'm really hoping my libido will sort of slow down a bit and sort of the sex drive will drop. Hasn't yet, but inevitably will. And at that point, yeah, companionship is much, much more important. Because mm -hmm. um, um, I'm someone that, and I recently admitted this, I'm someone that has never gone, well, I've always maybe looked more for the sexual attraction. And when I have, it's clouded my judgment of who that person is. That's the and, maybe, and, and literally only this year <laughs> have I realised that it's that it shouldn't be like that that's why i've also all probably been in like awful relationships because yeah. it's not and i just find it it's just like a really interesting thing that maybe like maybe it's called growing up that you realize this uh that actually you need to be with someone that you're gonna have a lot of chat with yeah but i'm still in this like for example i i could never go on a first date with someone and not kiss them at the end never well, unless I really, well, I feel really... So, I feel so much less special. I thought uh, I thought you was powerless <laughs> to resist. <laughs> well, I mean, that, I sometimes do it to double check. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, like, I don't like, like him, but if I snog him, maybe I will like him. Yeah. So, um... I mean, like, I mean, I'm just to have with you, but like, um, I think that the only times that I've maybe like not kissed someone is when like the Marxists, for example, I was like, get away from me. But like, <laughs> I, it's very rare for me not to because I. I want to check because this is also another thing. Like, I'm like, I'm having a really good time. They seem like they're having a good time. I just want to check that I am sexually attracted to them. That's why. But I also found it really interesting with you because we kissed, but you, I felt like you were surprised that that happened. Um, I, yeah, I wasn't sure if we were going to, I mean, because uh, obviously the, 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 the listeners weren't there, but we were sort of on a, on a, a big roundabout by Waterloo and the cab was about to pull up. So it, sort of, uh, it was quite a public sort of exposed space. So I wasn't sure if... Uh, you know, tactically, I got it right in terms of, you know, finding somewhere, because oh, I wanted to kiss you. So f finding somewhere to kiss you, a roundabout didn't seem like the most romantic place for a first kiss. Um, and then, and then he lunged, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well done. No, I, 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 too right. I no, well done. That's... I just didn't think that you were going to. Well, look, I mean, I it, goes back, it goes back to what we were saying earlier about um, women. It's a good thing if women sometimes make the first move or women, you know, are more proactive. It's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I was like, I, I, do you know, also sometimes maybe it's my own like validation thing. So I'm just writing down this time. Um, I wanted to check that you were into me because mm -hmm. I didn't, I, obviously like, that's also another thing. When you're on a date with someone, how do you really know the other person is into you? You can't. Because and that's half the fun. You can't, you can't tell. Yeah. Especially people like you and I, where we're both obviously very good chatters. Yep. And... Um, I can't tell if I am the only person on the date having a really good time. But you can't ask. It's all. Uh, it would be so nice to live in a world where you know we're all a bit more robotic. And at the beginning of the day, you say, "Hi, I find your symmetry attractive, and I would like to procreate with you at some point, potentially with, with the intention to breed children." Well, I think you seem like a stable person that uh, with whom would make a good father, and so I'm sexually attracted to you. And we should we should go we should go back to mine. Wish like, it was like that though. You How can't. You can't. You got to like you know just roll with the dice a bit. But you know, though, what you you did something which was really applaudable, and I'm so glad that you did it. What was that? Um, which was, 
and I said this on the episode where I spoke about you, you booked or you booked in, I mean, not that it happened, but like you booked in the next day on the date. Yep. Well, I think you, you should like, should when do. are we doing it again? And we that- You should, yeah. Big tick because- Yeah. Uh, there's nothing worse than going on a date with someone obviously and you're like okay I had a really great time I had a really great time and then you kiss and then I what I hate is that aftermath bit where you're like do I message and say I had a really great time should we do this again Mm -hmm. I've obviously learned like later in life that I just like fuck it and I just say it anyway and you just I think it's a a really good I think it's a really good shout I think there's certain things that like guys should do one I think just go and uh, look Here's me yeah, giving any sort of authoritative advice as a single 40-year-old guy. Yeah, I'm really, really nailing it. Uh, yeah, I've really got all my ducks in the line. Um, but one of my personal opinion, uh, take it with a, a fistful of salt, is that uh, guys, book a place, find out as much as you can in advance about the, the, the girl to try and find someone that she will, she will enjoy and, and like and is sort of in keeping with the, the you know what, what she what she find someone the girl likes in a nutshell. Even if you don't like it, whatever it is, just find somewhere that you think the girl would enjoy. Uh, if you like them, yeah, make it make it clear and and invite them on a second uh, on a date and try and find out when they are specifically free. Um, and whatever happens, be nice because I think a lot of people, not just guys, not, uh, girls can be mean too. It can be really sort of you know quite quite shitty or rude uh, on dates, and I, I, there's never an excuse for that. The whole treating me and keeping keen thing can it's pathetic. Well, I hate that. Yeah, me too. Although you did say to me before we wrap it up, is you did say that if a woman is more unattainable, they are obviously this is this whole thing that we've already spoken about. Mm-hmm. That if a woman is slightly more unattainable, they are a bit more attractive. Because like I am very much of the opinion that if I have my phone, I'll reply. If I don't have my phone or I'm on a call or whatever, I won't reply. But you basically said to me that if a girl maybe doesn't reply for quite a long time, mm-hmm. which is vice versa as well. That that's I guess that's not what I mean by being mean. By being mean, I mean like you know. No, I, um, mean, I meant like. I know what you mean. Like the the, the treating mean, keeping keen thing. I think it's. Uh, do you ever see? Do you ever see Swingers? No. Great film. You got to watch it. It's John Favreau. Brilliant. John Favreau's breakthrough, like which makes it arguably one of the more influential films because it gave the world. John Favreau anyway, and Vince Ford. Brilliant film. Very, very funny. Very, very good. And in it, they talk about... Uh, it's based, John Favreau's trying to get over an ex-girlfriend and he's, he's, he's pining over her and he's just so desperate to have a call. And he goes and plays golf with his best buddy and his buddy's like, like you've just got to... You've got to just like forget about it and like literally go off and do your own life. And I tell you what, the moment you move on and the moment you stop thinking about her, she's going to call. And he's like, well, how could she? And he's like, they just know. They, they just know. It's not about trying to be aloof, in my mind, or, or you know, leaving it a certain number of days or whatever else, you know, you might try and build in as a process to to seem less keen or to seem more desirable or whatever. I just think just just relax. Just relax. In, 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 in any scenario, be it professional sales, be it romantic attachment, be it in whatever, just, just try and, like, not over, get overly excited or disappointed. Try to just stay calm. And that will... You won't then respond immediately. Unless you want to, in which case, cool. But just, I think people get lost in their own heads a bit too much about the whole timing thing. Oh, I am the biggest fantasist ever. (laughs) And I think all women are. We sit there and we totally fantasise about, like, your wedding to this person that you've just met. So many things. Mm. 
um, and which is really bad. But unfortunately, there's literally nothing you can do about it because it's your mind. Like you can't, you can't no, you, not do it. You, you can be aware of it. You can do the meditation thing. You know, you, your thoughts and leaves leaves in the breeze. You can, if it's a pattern of behaviour, you know you're 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 falling into regularly. You can be aware that you do it, but then be like, okay, I'm being ridiculous. Yeah, you know. yeah I, I've definitely <laughs> over time, maybe since like the past couple of months I know that I do it but I am so much better at like being aware and being like this is just a fantasy it's okay if it doesn't happen it will just and, and they're quite fun like you know we guys do it too yeah we do you know, okay, of course we do I feel yeah. like we can chat forever but like of course we do I, I yeah I do I mean look I'm I, this this is why I say I'm half half romantic half cynic and I'm the, the romantic side of me absolutely imagines you know you going and, about me yeah, well I I, I, I look. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I think my romance off the back the of worst. But sorry, that was such a question to put you so on. So tight. Spot. So tight to ask that question. I'm right here on a big recording. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, for me, it's not like um, long series of. I wasn't doodling your name in, in in exercise books and with love hearts dotted over the eye of Fiona and stuff. But um, yeah, I think when you, I think you, you, you sort of inevitably sort of picture where things could go with somebody, and it's, it's very hard to avoid. Um, but yeah, look, I, I don't think it's it's a it's a fair generalization to say that that women all women do it and guys don't do it. I reckon there's some women who are just like really pragmatic, and there's some guys who you know get, uh, keep a secret diary that they open with a special key that's shaped like a unicorn or whatever. Um, I, I personally certainly have imagined um, had weird romantic fantasies. Yeah, sure. I love that. Well, I'm gonna end because otherwise I feel like you and I are gonna carry on chatting all night. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, look, thank you for thank you for having me and. I hope, I mean, again, take any advice that's coming from me with a with a truck full of salt because you know I've not no, I've not nailed it. But. I think you gave some really good advice, and thank you so much for being so honest and open. Because why I think we got asked uh, by our listeners to talk to men was because obviously Laura and I we talk about topics and we give advice very much from a women's perspective, and um, it's really insightful to hear it from. A guy, and I've what I've noticed having spoken to several guys is we all actually have the same problems, and we yeah. also that each sex is were like harder done by. Women constantly sit there and say, "Oh my God, there are no good men," but actually, I think that men are also having the same problems. We mm. just complain about it. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we men complain about it a bit too, but yeah, that's probably. Fair. I think women are more in touch with their emotions generally, and they yeah. they talk yeah. with their friends so about these things more than very, men. Very, very. Well, well thank you so much so and, thank you for having me thank you so much i can't believe you said yes to be honest with you i kind of knew because i was so we we were talking about um because this is going to be a bonus episode in between season one and season two and i was like between my producer about it like who are we going to get on i was like we need to i was like we need something juicy like a guy i've been on a date with and people would ask me like go you know can you get an ex-boyfriend on and i was like none of my ex-boyfriends would agree to it and i was like i know because you're so nice. Well, look, I, I felt like I owed you because you gave me the single greatest nickname that I've ever or will ever have. <laughs> uh, I'm genuinely thinking about changing my name by a deed poll. Um, you should. It's it gets me new card printed. Yeah. Thanks. So thank you. Change, change your Facebook name. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Silver Fox. You are have very welcome. Have a lovely evening. Likewise. Have a great one. And uh, yeah, uh, lots of love to all the listeners. everyone.